Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. We do want to welcome our online viewers, those of you that are watching online, and perhaps you're listening on our podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together for our online viewers and listeners? And So let's go over what is our mentality. A mentality is a thought process. It's, it's oftentimes even points to things that we value. What's my mentality? What's my thought process? And so I want to look at seven differences between a consumer Christian and a contributing Christian. In other words, a consumer, and I, I'm, I, don't, I feel like I'm doing a college class. I'm not trying to do a college class, but I'm going to break it down for you. A consumer, somebody, we, when we are consumers with products, we go to the grocery store, we consume soap, we consume shampoo. I hope you consume those things, toothpaste. I really hope you consume that this morning. We consume products that are disposable and that's that's how we that's how we do when we're a consumer when we're a contributor or a giver perhaps maybe you make those products maybe you are are somebody that looks at you are a giver rather than a taker does that make sense you you are a contributor so a consumer christian versus a contributor contributing christian a consumer christian number one point one comes to be served, and a contributing Christian comes to serve. Big difference. So you probably know the old quote, I think it was John F. Kennedy, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I would say to you, when you come into the house of God, ask not what the house of God can do for you, but what you can do to contribute as a worshiper to the house of God. Because if you are a worshiper, you come to contribute, you come to serve. There's a big difference between here I am and here am I. My posture, it's amazing how those three letters just switched around mean something completely different. Here I am is like I've arrived. Here am I is I am here to serve. I'm here to offer something to you, Lord. And so a consumer Christian comes to be served, but a contributing Christian says, what can I do? How can I get involved? We're reaching a stage in this church plant that we did where we're, we're now starting to get to a point where we're actually talking about two services and different things. And what we're starting to see is needs for getting every one of you involved. We should all be involved in the house of God. And so we're looking at things and strategizing as a pastoral team, evangelism and ways that we could reach. Because how many of you know ministry starts outside these four walls, not inside? Okay, there is ministry that takes place here. But what matters is, and we're about four things as a church. Know God. That's an encounter like what we just did in worship. Find freedom, find freedom from the things that hold you back and, and have kept you bound for years, addictions, different things that, that hold you from your destiny. Discover your purpose, which is, happens through discipleship, and we've launched connect groups, and, and we're doing that hardcore, and I want to encourage you, if you're not plugged into one, to do that, because we go into deeper things than I can even do on a Sunday morning. 
discover our purpose so that we can then go out and make a difference and fulfill the great commission, which is to go into all of the world, take the good news into all of the world. And that looks oftentimes much more practical. We love to take that up here in, in this, like where it sounds like very spiritual, and it is, it's the heart condition, but it's very practical. It can be as, as simple as just loving on the barista across from you at the coffee shop. Literally, it could be that simple. So my question is, in your day-to-day walk, are you looking as a Christian? It's not just having to do with the church. It has to do with our service to others. Are you a consumer? Are you thinking, me, 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 that person offended me? Or are you thinking, no, you know what? Regardless of what was said, I want to be a blessing. Because that's what a contributor does. A contributor gets past yourself. You get over yourself. And you lay down your life for the needs of others. So Matthew 20, 28, we just read this during offering. Jesus says this, for even the son of man did not come expecting to be served, but to serve and give his life in exchange for the salvation of many. I just, we just three months ago had a baby, Hope Elaine, and she actually did the welcome video online on social media. She was awesome, right, baby? When I think about what God did when he sent Jesus to the cross, for all of, to save all of us and how much we take that for granted on a day-to-day basis, the sacrifice that was made for us. Because Jesus' whole purpose, his one and only son that he sent here was to serve. That was the commission. We say we want to be like Jesus until it comes time often to serve. You might be saying, my specialty just isn't evangelism. Well, you need to make it that. If it's uncomfortable, you need to step into that. We need to break out of our comfort zones. The church in America is sickly comfortable and sleeping in their comfort, in our Tempur-Pedic beds. Afraid, you know, you look at the story of Jesus who slept on a rock in a garden. My goodness. Since Christian literally means little Christ, One might even say that a true Christian is one who comes to serve, not to be served. Think about that. If we're a little Christ, we say we want to be like Jesus. We say, I'm a Christian, Christian, little Christ. Are we? How saved are we? How, how Christian are we? Did you pray a prayer and nothing changed in your life? Well, you're not submitted to his lordship. Everybody wants a savior, but now lordship, now this presses us to, are we really going to submit to his principles, which are written in the word? It's awfully quiet in this church this morning. Number two, a consumer Christian is entitled, but a contributing Christian is grateful. I've said it before that gratefulness unlocks, it literally gets the attention of God. When we come into his gates with thanksgiving, why do we do that? Because it grabs his attention. Come into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise. The palm branches on Palm Sunday that were waved, worthy, Hosanna, 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 worthy, worthy, worthy. That's why worship is so important. This is a sacrifice. This is an opportunity to serve the Lord. Do you know the Lord gets one thing out of our church services? It's worship. It's worship which is why I like to not distract when batteries die in my mic during a Sunday morning. I like, I want no distractions because I want to give him everything is the only thing he gets out of it. 
The, the, what I'm doing right now, this is for us. But when we worship, it's for him. A contributing Christian loves worship. Loves worship because we love to serve the king. We love an encounter with the king. When we feel like we deserve the type of forgiveness, grace, and love that Jesus gives, we become entitled to something that was never ours to be entitled to. We feel like somehow we've done enough, served enough, given enough, or said enough to earn the love, forgiveness, grace, and hospitality of Jesus. So when the church doesn't give it to us, we become bitter. You've probably seen people who walk into a church and, you know, I, and I, I love this, you know, it's, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too loud, it's not loud enough, it's the light, I don't like the sneakers that are, the guitar player was wearing this morning, I, you know, there's this, there's that, I, there's the pastor's too energetic, the pastor's not energetic enough, we sit there and we spectate, that's not a contributing Christian, that's a consumer. It's the perfect example of a consumer Christian. A contributing Christian is overwhelmed, enthralled, and in awe, and deeply grateful for any love, forgiveness, grace, and hospitality because they understand that it cannot be earned. There's nothing you could do to earn your way into the kingdom of God, which is why Jesus went to the cross. And you would say, well, that's basic, but here is one of the main issues with the church right now, and especially the church in America, is we have gotten off of the foundation of talking about the cross, the blood and the cross, which is so essential for us to, on a daily basis, consider that's why communion, we just did a series on community. Real communion with God is reflecting on and, and really feeling that, that. That sacrifice that was made on the cross because that will inspire you and empower you with the very power that you need to go and take out what the Lord has given to you into the world to make a difference and be a contributor, not a consumer. The American church, we love to be entertained. I was even thinking about it during worship because I am by nature a bit of a perfectionist and the Lord is dealing with that in me on a regular basis. And just when I think he's done, he shows me something else that I am a perfectionist in. So when the batteries died this morning and I went, oh, great. And then I hit a lovely note on the piano because I'm there fumbling over the batteries. And the Lord said, you know what? Why are you doing this? I'm up here with a bad attitude. I'll be honest with you. I had a bad attitude. And, and it wasn't with anybody. It was, I was just frustrated. And the Lord's going, why are you doing this? If this is a real, this is, this is what I think God is doing. And you're going to see more of this in the American church where we're going to see things that don't matter fall away to the wayside. Because how many of you know, when times get tough, we're going to be after the real and the authentic. Are we encountering Jesus? I don't care about the lighting. I don't care about the screen. Can we worship if we had no words on Sunday? I wonder. What if my microphone broke and we had no sound system? What if the electricity went out? What if our power grid went out? What would we do? I saw on Natalie Grant's Instagram, I was so proud of her. I, I, I love, I'm a, Liz and I have been big Natalie Grant fans for a long time, but she went and visited, I believe she was in Kansas. I don't know where she was, but the power went out and they said they wanted to cancel the show. And she said, is there any place that we could still meet? And they said, well, there's an old barn and we could fit a couple thousand in there, but there's no power. You're not going to have any lighting. You're not even going to have a microphone. She said, let's do it. 
And she went in there and I watched the video and I felt the presence of the Lord more than I ever have before. And I went, that's what God's doing right now. He's bringing us back to the things that matter, to the condition of the heart. We don't need to be entertained anymore. Entertainment has sucked the life out of the church. No, we came to give a living sacrifice to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you don't like the song, get over yourself. It ain't about you. It never was. It never will be. You go, well, that sounds really tough. That sounds harsh. No, we make things about ourselves. We come, we come to worship him. It's a sacrifice to him. We come into his house collectively to commune with God and then with each other. When we get those things confused, you go, well, that's awfully simple. It's awfully basic. I've been saved my whole life. I know these things. Yes, but we can oftentimes get lost in the things that don't matter. The Lord was was convicting me even in my worship of some things because I like certain songs and the Lord said, you're worshiping worship. You're not even worshiping me. You're worshiping the song. And I felt that sometimes when I do a song that I know will get, you know, bring it out of everybody. And the Lord's been talking to me about this perversion that's leaked into worship. But when the Lord said to me, you're worshiping, you, you, you like the song, get, get focused on me, get past that. You, you just like the groove. I was like, have I even as a pastor and a worship leader, have I lost the heart of worship where it's all about you? Remember that song? I'm coming back to the heart of worship. What does this have to do with being a consumer or a contributing Christian? A contributing Christian is obsessed with worship because worship is a sacrifice and it's not a song. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. We've lost brokenness in the church in America. And because we've lost brokenness, we've lost the spirit. And because we've lost the spirit, we've lost the authentic. Because we've lost the authentic, we're becoming consumed with what I like to call sexy church. What I like to call being entertained and performance. We've lost to where we come into the house of God and Holy Spirit's not even welcome in his own house anymore. And if it grieves the spirit, it needs to grieve us. And if it doesn't grieve us, we're not in touch with the spirit. And if we're not in touch with the spirit, what are we doing? You go, this feels heavy. No, this feels wonderful. Because when you deal with sin, that's what gets you free. You can't experience freedom without brokenness. You can't experience freedom. Somebody ought to tweet that. We don't even have Twitter anymore. So what is it called? X now? Somebody ought to X that. (laughs) We need the Holy Spirit back in his house. Because that's what leads to a contributing Christian is one that's in touch with the spirit of God. We need to be joyful about the things that God is joyful about. We need to mourn about the things that God mourns about. And we can't do that if we don't know him. We can't do that if we don't have intimacy with God. Intimacy with God is just close proximity to the Lord where you make time and you marinate in his presence to where when the batteries die in my mic, y'all just take over and the sound out here is louder than up here. That's what I really want anyway. I'm so tired of sound systems being louder than congregations. I really am. And that's not because we have it too loud. It's because you're not loud enough, just so you know. That's what I'm talking about there. 
In other words, make a joyful noise to the Lord. You go, my pitch is terrible. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. God's not there judging you. This is not American Idol. Can I tell you, American Idol is everything God's not. But it feels that way sometimes on Sunday morning at church, and we can't have that anymore. We got to get performance out of the house of God. Paul said it like this in Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 9. For by grace you've been saved by faith. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast. For salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. You know what I love about brokenness? Brokenness is the end of striving. Think about it. If you're taking notes, you probably want to write that down. Brokenness is the end of striving. Because when you become broken, you recognize that nothing happens in your strength that's really any good. I went up here and I, I went, okay, well, we were, we were uh, it was a little dicey this morning. I went up to the booth. I, I said to Katie, I said, is it me or does it feel tough in here? She's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? The anointing's going to be there, so you'll be all right. I went, okay, good. Yeah, that's true. Amen. That's, I needed that reminder. Thank you. Woo. It, was like, it was like a little Red Bull for a second. And I got up here and the Lord said, not in your strength and my strength. I, they don't want to hear you. They want to hear me. I could have been offended at that, but I didn't get offended at that. That's fine. They, that's right. How many of you came to encounter God and not, not me? Thank the Lord, because I would jack it all up in about three seconds. And that's, that's really our prayer when we come in here on a Sunday morning. And it's the vision of this church. It's, can I tell you, if, if you want to know the vision of Hope Covenant, it's go hard after Holy Spirit and then demonstrate Holy Spirit really hard outside the four walls of this church. It really is that simple. No God, take God out. That's the vision of where we're going. And we're longing to see his manifest presence. What that means is we're longing that you, that's a really fancy way for saying, we're longing that you would absolutely not be able to deny that you encountered God. And then absolutely take that out to where other people could not deny that they encountered God because you encountered God. You can't offer what you don't have. Which is why I encourage you to daily be in the presence of God and start the narrative of your day. Start, start your day in the presence of God so that you could carry the presence. It will set the tone not only for you, but for others. For the love of everyone else, get into his presence. Because we don't like you when you're not. I say that in a mirror. A consumer Christian asks this. This is point three, and I'm going to end here. A consumer Christian says, what do you think you're doing? (laughs) A contributing Christian asks, what do you think you'll need? A consumer Christian is often the person who does not trust the leaders of their church or leaders anywhere for that matter. They're often skeptics of other people's God-given ideas. They need to know how it benefits them before they're on board with something. That's a consumer. How it benefits me. They often don't really believe that God works through anybody but themselves. Narcissistic thinking, consumerism. It's about me. It's about me. It's about, I just felt the Holy Ghost when I said that. I don't know why, but it's about me. Listen, y'all, in our social media generation, we've become so narcissistic. 
we don't care what you had for lunch. You can Instagram it. You can whatever you need to do. We don't care. Now, I do it too, so I get it. But the problem with that is on, on a regular basis, it can become all about me. Instead of pointing to him. And we can use social media as a tool to point to him. So we can do that. I'm not knocking social media. It's how we use it. But it's becoming a problem. And it's also becoming a problem where everything that we see is fake and it's not real. Because everyone's got filters on everything. Like, you know, I could filter all this. (laughs) But y'all know where I'm going out to eat after church. And there ain't no filter for that. A contributing Christian is often the person who asks what leaders need in order to accomplish whatever the goal is. I love when somebody says, hey, we're joining the church and we want to know how could we get involved? How could we serve? My first question is, because know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference. When it gets to discover your purpose, I go, well, what are your giftings? What is it that comes? Because God designed each of us with different giftings and different strengths, and different weaknesses, and we make up for it, which is why we all need to be together. You make up for my weakness. I make up for yours. That's why we're better together. That's why I just did this series on community. That's why now I'm talking about being a contributor or a consumer, and checking what is our mentality. Where do we lie there? Because it's so important on where we're going, because we are getting ready to severely ramp up our ministry outside these four walls of the church. We're going to, we're going to, there's so many things. I'm going to not get into it right now. I'll save it for next week, but it's going to be good. Believe me. I don't know why. Sorry, not sorry. They have deep trust. This is talking about a contributing Christian. They have deep trust that God is doing something through other people. I love that. Do we have deep trust that God's moving through other people besides ourselves? And are we encouraging that? We talked about when we were doing this series on community that we are supposed to be encouraging each other in the Lord. That's what a contributing Christian does. I, I, I had somebody tell me just recently, you know, every time I'm around you, I feel like you're encouraging everybody around you. I said, thank you very much. That's the greatest compliment I could ever get. Because I want to be somebody that even when I see the jacked up, because Jesus sees jacked up in each one of us, And encourages us. Holy Spirit is our advocate. Encouraging us. I want to be like Jesus. I want to carry the Holy Spirit. So I've got to be an advocate. I've got to be somebody that encourages. I've got to be somebody that hopefully when I open up my mouth or you open up your mouth, people hear the voice of God. Which is why we've got to start reining in the words of our mouth. I'm convicted by it, so I hope you are. Because Lord knows, loose lips sink ships, right? That old saying, and we got to be careful with that. Philippians 2, verses 3 to 4, be free from pride-filled opinions. Keep your opinions to yourself. For they will only harm uh, harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. 
Could you imagine if even on Sundays we came and we looked for the person that was hurting so we could reach them rather than coming in with the list of needs that we have that we came to lay before the altar of God during times of worship? Do you know that's not the time to do it anyway? Do you know oftentimes your needs are met when you worship in spite of what you're going through and you lay it down and you sacrifice and you give? Because what does the Bible say? That when you give and you sow, that's when you reap. It's a spiritual principle. So I encourage everyone when you have a need, worship. When you have a financial need, tithe. And I say it, and I say it, and I say it, and I say it, and I know one day it's going to click, and one day you could try it out, by the way. When it comes to, to tithing, you can try this, and there's more than one way to tithe. There's time, talent, treasure, three T's. And when you do that, you will be surprised. If you don't have enough time in your calendar, you need to block out time to sow and watch what time pops up in your calendar. It's not just money. I don't want you to just hear cha-ching when every time I talk about tithing, because there's three of them, time, talent, treasure, and I'll break them down in another message where it's coming real soon as a commercial for my next message. But I think each and every one of us, I'm going to pause here for this week and carry on next week, and I promise you actually next week, I've got some really good stuff for next week that I'm excited to share, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit said that's enough for today. This is a moment to check our motive, our mentality. Where am I at? Because in order for us to be effective, we've got to be a contributor, not a consumer. We've got to stop looking at everything for what's in it for me. I really believe I'm done today, but we, I, want to, I want to pray this over every one of us. And with our heads bowed, I just want to, I just want to ask you, that verse that we just read, be free from pride-filled opinions and self-promotion and really what that points to is striving. Could we just all ask ourselves today, Lord, is there any striving that's keeping me in a mentality of thinking about me and my effectiveness? And that's oftentimes why we strive because we're, we want to make a big difference and we want to do, we want to do, we want to do, we want to do, but we take things oftentimes in our own strength and that's where we end up in places we're not supposed to be. Lord, am I where you want me right now? Am I doing what you want me to do right now? Am I contributing? Am I thinking less of me and, and more of you? Father, we lay everything down this morning that's of us, even if it's a faith statement. We ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would pull the contributor out of us and that the consumer would die. We die to self and live for Christ. Jesus, speak to us this morning. Convict us and provoke us. There's a world that desperately needs to know you and your character and encounter you. Father, use us to do that. This morning, as we check ourselves with these principles, we thank you that you're moving. We thank you that you're moving. We repent for striving and doing things in our own, our own, our own energy and our own strength. We ask you to do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.